0: Hello and welcome back to episode 8 of the Double Cross podcast. I am DJ Cad and I'm joined by my co-host Ryan Haley. Ryan, I know it has been quite a while but how are you? How have you been? How's 2023 so far?
1: Uh I've been good. It has been a while. I'm happy to be back. Um I do uh 2023's been um, so just as a preface for everyone, cause I would, I would feel a little guilty, not inherently mentioning this right off the top. Um, I know this is not, this is a golf podcast primarily, but we're both big football fans. Um, it's the morning of January 3rd as we're recording this and, uh, or I guess mid afternoon, January 3rd. And, um, I feel like we got to pr- quickly preface, especially you being a bills fan of, um, we're still kind of in limbo with Demar Hamilton or Demar Hamlin and the state that he's in uh, after he collapsed during Monday Night Football last night, uh, the Bills' safety. So, um, two and a half days into 2023, and that already happening is uh, a bit. It's kind of hard to like really gauge the year, I guess, yeah. after watching that. Um, so, I guess I wanted to jump out ahead of this before we get into anything about golf for our like what we've missed, new predictions, just wanted to spread out that we're thinking of and we're praying for him and uh hope that he manages to make a full recovery and can be the best person he could possibly be. Cause there was such an outpouring of love last night, but it was kind of terrifying to watch in person. I was, I had two or three friends, I had two friends over and we were just in stunned silence for like two hours just watching ESPN. So it just, it just, it feels a little hard to gauge how the new year has been when it's only been two and a half days and that happened already. But mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just wanted to jump off the show with that.
0: Yeah, definitely keeping DeMar in our thoughts and prayers and hoping he makes a recovery. I mean, that's probably the scariest thing I've ever seen on a football field. Probably the scariest thing a lot of us have ever seen on a football field. But definitely keeping him in our thoughts and prayers.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That was just surreal. I mean, it didn't – I don't know. It's not – Uh, not to – relive a bunch of it but it like seeing how long it was happening and the reaction of his teammates was just like I, that's i don't know if i've ever seen that in sports and i don't know if we'll ever see it again uh i really really hope we never see it again um but yeah he is uh as of the last update we have uh the hamlin family said that he is uh i believe uh in critical condition um I think he has I think he's been uh hooked up to an, like an incubator and is uh unconscious at the moment. So that's all, all the updates we have as of recording this and hope that it is uh hope that the Hamlin's new year improves greatly in the very near future.
0: Yes, and again, just keeping them in our thoughts and prayers. And there's really no good way to transition no out of that, but we are going to try. And do that, and talk about what we've missed. We haven't put out a podcast since October twenty fifth, so it has been quite a while—over two months. Um, we've missed a few things, missed a couple of events, missed the match. Um, oh, God, we so, did I miss mean, the match. Anything
1: specific you want to start out talking about, or, or what are we looking um, at? Um, I mean, now that you said the match, I feel like we kind of have to. Um, which I don't really know what the takeaway is other than JT is still really good in front of a mic and God, like if, if you didn't have to walk between golf shots, Tiger could win the Masters. Yes. His swing looks so good and it's so imbalanced and his distance control with his irons is so crisp. He just cannot walk. Yeah. And it is... I want to preface this because I don't think we as golf fans ever talk about Tiger correctly if that makes sense. Um, Tiger we shouldn't view the like Tiger and what he's doing on the golf course right now through the lens of do we think he can win another major. But we also can't entirely ignore it because I know that in the back of his mind he wants that Mm -hmm. but like it's more so just nice to see him be able to like enjoy and play the game at a high level. Cause like we know Tiger Woods, he would be miserable if he couldn't at least like semi compete with those guys in the match. And the fact that he can play golf to the level that he's not embarrassed and pissed off at the end of an event like that with three of the top 15 players in the world, like that's a plot, that's a positive no matter what. And so. He's up, he's moving around, he's getting to play events like the um, PNC with Charlie, he's getting to play events like the match, and he looks good doing it physically, and looks good emotionally for all we can tell. I know it's you get into a weird game trying to speculate on the mental health of people that live in a spotlight, but he looks genuinely good right now in a lot of aspects of his life. Um, and so that just I, I feel like that was the biggest news that happened in the last like month, is getting to see him play um And getting to see the match and just the trash talk that inherently came with it. Um, get Mike up JT for every tournament. I don't care. I agree. He's
0: amazing. He's one of the best characters on tour for sure. Talking about, I didn't get to watch much of the match,
1: but I didn't either.
0: Um, obviously, I saw some of the shots that shot or the hole where they played like the one club challenge or whatever it was. And Tiger hit those two, I think, like massive draws with the. What five wood or five iron or whatever it was.
1: That's just so sick. Tiger's the best like artist in golf's history. Oh, like yeah. the guy who could just see a shot that just doesn't really exist. Like I can't imagine standing like a yard off the fairway to the left and being like, I'm gonna hit an eighty yard hook to make this ball run up <laughs> onto the green. Like I I can't imagine that. I just would have like stepped on it and tried to hit it really hard and I'm gonna come up twenty yards short. Like, but he's just, it's so creative. And we saw it with the bunker shot in Mexico a couple years ago. You see it in a bunch of his highlights. Um, it's just, he's so creative with so many things. And that's, it's really cool to see another example of that, even at his age now.
0: Yeah. Where he was just aimed on that shot was just ridiculous. Oh, it's
1: dirty. It's gross. <laughs> um, Yeah. thats That was kind of the main takeaways they really had. It was just kind of a fun match to watch those guys uh, have fun. It was cool to see Tiger being in a good physical shape.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, we missed that. We missed the PNC that at – who won the PNC? Was it VJ and his son that won the
1: PNC? That is a great question. Um, For some
0: reason, I thought it was. That sounds right.
1: Team Sing, yes.
0: But Obviously, we get to see Charlie Woods – John Daly Jr. I mean, just
1: yeah. f- which, by one the way, of, one of the
0: most fun tournaments on
1: on yeah. there is. Yeah. By the way, I know this is like how I react to like every kid that we see only once a year in the public eye. Charlie got big. Like he is much much taller than he was last year. Yes. And like like duh, he's he was twelve last year. And now he's thirteen. Like it, it makes total sense. But like, holy crap, he doesn't even look like the same kid.
0: Yeah, I mean. It's absurd, and he was playing from the same tees as a uh, as John Daly this year. John Daly and a couple yeah, other big names.
1: Yeah, I just he's playing so good. Dude, it's so it's, pure, and I don't. I hate projecting forward. With Charlie, I don't want to view this through the lens of anything other than holy crap, look how good his swing is for 13 years old. Because he's 13. When I was 13, I thought I wanted to play baseball. And then three years later, I wanted to play golf. But, like, it's so pure. It's so pure and imbalanced. And it's crazy how I got nervous in high school golf tournaments when there were like the other teammates around the 18th green. And Charlie, I do think that Again, contradicting myself and being a hypocrite and playing into a narrative that I don't like. If Charlie does want to play professional golf one day, there's an un like undeniable advantage of the fact that he is going to be playing in front of five deep like five deep crowds from the time he was like twelve. Because mm-hmm. he looks fully comfortable. He's he's talking shit to JT in front of a hundred <laughs> people. Like Which literally is insane. a top five, a hall of fame golfer. <laughs> with multiple majors who's a top five player in the world. And Charlie's like giving him crap in front of 150 people on live TV. It's so fun, dude. It's and I'm just glad that he seems so comfortable. Like a lot of the tour guys have really taken to him. Um, So I mean, he's a 13 year old that's having fun and talking crap. It's really, it's just fun. It looks fun. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's, it's amazing. And obviously we don't want to,
1: Project, don't
0: want to put any projections on him that are already on him, right? Everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. They've been on him since he was like born. Oh but, yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, I mean you have to be excited yeah. though. Have to what, be what what do you think of little John Daly? I want him to be good so bad, like two are he good is. so bad. I think like, he is. Just just because it's John Daly Jr. and he's gonna be just as much of a character as John Daly is it's just gonna be. I mean, he's already sponsored by Hooters and he's a freshman in college.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I do think I do think there's an inherent advantage, and it's good to see like he seems to have like he gets the advice from his dad. Like John Daly's a pretty candid dude who like seems to acknowledge, like, look, I don't regret the way that I've lived my life, but there are some things that I wish I'd been better about. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that John Daly Jr. can be can have that same personality, but also have his dad in this corner who's like, don't do that. I did that. You, you can do, like, 90% of that, but don't do this part. Um, it's just cool. But also, like, he, he's good, dude. He's if he really can good. pound the ball.
0: I don't know if you watch uh Good Good on YouTube at all, but, mm-hmm. I mean – I think he, he played either with them or just with a couple other guys, but dude,
1: he can absolutely hit the piss out of the ball. Uh, i I can only find one. Uh, I can only find evidence of one collegiate tournament he competed in as a freshman at Arkansas, uh, which makes sense. You're the youngest guy on the team. Arkansas is a good program. Um, he played three rounds, and one of them was a 68. At the blessings collegiate invitational, which is not an easy tournament. Yeah. So he, he did not play incredibly well the other two days, been 83, set 68, 78 to finish 49th, but a 68 in your second collegiate round is
0: okay. so
1: dirty. So dirty. Also a first year academic honor roll. Shout out John Daly Jr.
0: Yeah. How I want you? I want him to be good on or so bad. That would I'm pulling for him harder than I'm pulling for anybody else in college right now. He just seems funny. Like
1: he's his hat falls off when he swings sometimes. Oh, yeah. Because he's such a, putting everything he has into the swing. Such a modernized version of his dad. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's going to be – I think he's going to be special.
1: I agree. Um, trying to find if I can see any evidence of him competing this fall. Because that, that uh, the stat that I pulled last year from the blessings is from his, like, full freshman season that was completed. Uh, this past spring. So I'm looking to see if there's any evidence of him having played this fall. Um, and I cannot find it. Does not seem like he's played this fall at all. But. Oh, no, yeah. these are just your. These are just. uh, uh Career stats. Never mind. But it does not seem like he's played this fall. But still, yeah, I don't think so. He's a. He's a. I don't I don't know if he'd be like a second year freshman with the COVID year rule or a red shirt or if he'd be the sophomore. Um but well, John Daly, he's got he's got swag, and it's it's so much fun. Um yeah, that, any other takeaways from the PNC that you had, those family teams? I know we had uh uh JT and his dad finished second along with the Dailies. Uh, Padraig Harrington and his son finished fourth. Can
0: we talk about Padraig Harrington?
1: Of course, always. He just
0: continues to freaking – I mean, have you, you've you seen his new swing, I'm assuming. Yes. I mean, he's – I don't gained, know how I feel about it. But I, don't, I don't know how I do either, but we, visually, followed, but it we followed him at the, uh, the Mitsubishi Electric Classic up in Atlanta, and you have to talk to his caddy a little bit. And he's gotten longer on the Champions than he was on the PGA Tour, which is just absurd. So, it's so absurd, yeah. <laughs> he's so good
1: on the Champions. Yeah, it's it's very visually un- unnerving to watch him swimming, but it works. I mean, you can't deny the fact that he's longer now than he was 10 years ago. Which is insane. He's what, fifty 50- oh, yeah.
0: five? Oh, Fifty something, but yeah, yeah I something. Mean, he's just, he's gonna continue to dominate on the on the Champions Tour, obviously in the PNC. He's playing very well, but absolutely. Um, uh, anything yeah, else? What do you yeah. talk about before we jump into the um, PGA Tour?
1: Uh, I want to like run through the events of the fall real fast, um, and uh who won them uh so since we recorded last uh the Butterfield Bermuda Championship which was won by Seamus Power um I believe Russell Henley won in Mayakoba yes he did um at the at the uh the Worldwide Technology Championship uh Tony Finau won his third one for the third time since like August in Houston um, and then Adam Svensson at the RSM Classic. Um, recent Corn Fairy guy, right? Yes. S- not not like a rookie, like I think yes. like third or fourth year, but yeah. Adam Svensen is like recent Corn Fairy. Um but yeah, I just wanted to run through those four events. Uh Tony Finow just keeps winning. Also, I saw a video today. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. Um, I think Samantha Marks quote tweeted it. Um of Tony Finau. Swinging like a golf club is in a practice round in Maui. That's a different swing. Like it's it's different. Um, uh, let
0: me see if I can find
1: it. he. It looks like he's kind of taking the club away steeper and kind of shallowing out his approach into the ball. I'm pretty sure it was Sam Marks that quote tweeted it. Um, if you want to find it, I don't. I am tr- Let me see if I can find the account that actually uh tweeted it. Because I want to give them credit for the video as well. Um, yeah, uh, D Flowers twenty um, nine. Tweeted a video of Tony Finau, and it looks like an Instagram reel that Tony posted of him swinging.
0: It does look like and a very different swing.
1: It is. It is notably different. Like he is much much steeper on the takeaway and much much more shallow approaching ball. Um, not to not to like shotgun drive in Tony's career. Um, You won three times since August. This is a very curious time to make a massive yes. swing change. Cause like the one thing that you have been waiting for, you've had the results and you've had results in big tournaments. The one thing you've been waiting for is trophies and you finally got it. Um.
0: Yes. So,
1: but that is something that's something to watch out for, for the, uh, cent, the century tournament of champions, which as we're recording this begins in less than 48 hours. So golf has no off season. Uh uh-huh. And yeah, that's that's a weird swing. It is a very strange swing. Also, I want to point out um Sehithagala is kind of the PGA Tour winner. He won the QBE shootout with Tom Hogi. Yes, he did. Um He's going to get so, one this year. Oh, he's going to get at least one. I think he gets two. Um Yeah. But I, for what it's worth, I'm calling Sahith a PGA Tour winner. Um, I don't care. It counts in my mind. Um, and then Victor Hovland defended the Hero World Challenge. Um, and then I believe the LPGA Tour had completed its season by the time we were done recording. I just would like to double-check. Um, they have their Tournament of Champions coming up in like three weeks. Um, but... Just to run through. Uh okay, they've played two events, uh, or three events since we finished recording. Uh Nelly Corda came back to win the Pelican Women's Championship after a uh, pretty lengthy rehab. She had a blood clot in her arm, uh, missed a decent chunk of last year's season. Um you can still make an argument that she's She's definitely the most talented, and you can still make a very, very good argument. She's the best women's golfer in the world, and so it's good to see late in the season that she was able to come back. But a lot of our sec- a lot of our last podcast before we jumped off was talking about how good Lydia Ko's been, and she won the CME Tour Group Championship while we were gone. And so Lydia Ko, I feel like has emphatically been the women's golfer of the year in. Or for 2022, at least, in yeah. any category you can think of. And so it feels like a very rightful uh, win to come home with a CME Globe. Um, but I didn't realize she'd only won it once before, which I think also says something about how good Lydia Ko is, the fact that she's 25 years old, that I didn't realize she'd only won the CME Globe one other time. But she won it like a while ago. She won it like 2014, I think that's absurd yes yeah she won it in 2014 when At she what, was 17 17? years old <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and she was talking about like how different she, she like posted a photo of like how look how different i am and i was like holy crap That's um, just stupid so yeah i didn't realize like it's just one of those tournaments that you would have figured she would have won like four times with how good she is and how good she was so young um but, yeah, I just – I think that personally that is – like for the last two events to the LPGA season, um, I feel like you could not get a more optimistic pair of winners for the upcoming 2023 season. I think um, with all – like with complete and utter respect and reverence for Brooke Anderson, Minji Lee, uh, Jin Young-Ko, huge uh, H.J. Kim, a lot of the best women's golfers on the planet. I think women's golf draws the most eyes and is the most exciting when Nelly Corda and Lydia Ko are competing and playing well. I think they are still the two biggest draws and the two biggest superstars in the sport. And so for Nelly to come back and win a tournament um, late in the season, kind of setting up for a bigger 2023 and for Lydia to put an exclamation point on the uh the end of her year. Um I think is probably the the best finish that the LPGA tour could have had to its schedule. Mm-hmm. Um and again not to not to take away all the attention, um the Toto Japan classic also happened when we were gone the third to last event of the calendar season, uh Gemma Drybra from Scotland won that. Um so I wanted to make sure that she also gets a mention uh, as a tournament winner because it's hard to do. Um, but I do think that Nelly and Lydia Ko are the people that, like, if you asked the LPGA Tour, like, who do you want to win? Like, if it were, like, the lead up to, like, a major, and you were like, who do you want to have won the last two weeks before a major championship? It'd be it's Nelly Corda and Lydia Ko. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just it's good to see that they're both kind of – continuing their form and rounding into form, respectively, going into 2023. Which we have about two or three weeks before that season kicks off if we really want to dive into 2023 LPGA Tour uh, thoughts uh, uh, more in-depth on another podcast. But uh, that should be exciting for LPGA Tour fans.
0: Yeah, we're definitely going to preview the LPGA more in-depth with its own episode when its season is finally starting. But, um... I think we're ready to jump into the PGA Tour, uh, preview. Unless there's anything else you want to just mention quickly before we head into that.
1: Um, just because it's I, I don't want to jump back to it later. Um, speaking of the LPGA Tour, my last note on it before we uh, obviously talk about it more at a later date. Um, while we were gone, they also uh, announced that for the first time in tour history, their total prize money will uh exceed a hundred million dollars uh for their 33 events next season. Um, which again, the more money they get into that tour and the more exposure that tour gets is better for the world of golf. So just wanted to shout out that uh the LPGA tour is going to be playing for more money than it ever has before and it's gonna have probably more young stars than it ever has before. I'm really excited to see um I'm I'm excited to see more Lynn Grant and Maja Stark on mm-hmm. that tour. Two of the best European women on the planet. Um and two of the best ball strikers on the planet. Maja Stark is ridiculous. It's like a robot. Um, I know we've we both freaked out on a different podcast about how she had like I think she had like a one-stroke lead on the 18th hole of a golf tournament and hit her approach shot to like six inches. Yeah. Um so I'm excited to see the two of them. I know Lynn Grant finished third in the Tota Japan Classic. Uh, she is the only uh women's winner in uh DP World Tour history. She won the uh, mixed Scandinavian Masters. Um, with like a, just a dominant like six-stroke win mm-hmm. um, years ago. So I'm excited to see the two of them for 2023. But I wanted to shout out that uh, their uh, prize money is continuing to go up, and they're setting a record for that this year. But obviously, we'll talk more about them in another podcast. But that's all I have outside of the PGA Tour.
0: Yeah, and just to go off of that, right before we go into the PGA, I mean, we say it every time we talk about the LPGA. The LPGA is in the best – women's golf in general is in the best spot it's ever been. I mean, you kind of hit on it all right there, and I feel like it's just going to continue to get better, for but, sure.
1: Yeah, it's in the best spot it's in, but not the best spot it's going to be.
0: Yes, definitely. But I think we're finally ready to talk about the PGA Tour. Kind of give our preview. What what I think we're going to do is talk about the four majors, the players, and then the FedEx Cup. Uh, make our predictions for who's going to win that. Probably just do a broad overview of, of a couple other things too, but I mean, also before we w- jump into that, I do want to rehash our fantasy teams. So oh, do you?
1: Would you mind telling me the standings of those real fans? Uh, yeah,
0: I'm sure you want to hear. <laughs> In case y'all forgot, we drafted our fantasy teams. Uh, we had five different tiers of golfers to choose from at the beginning of the year. Um, I'm not going to reread. Each team, just because I don't want to go through it individually, but it is based on earnings. As of now, Ryan's team has a monumental lead. He has amassed $7,655,222. I have won $3,963,494. So Ryan has a massive lead as of now. He has three Stop event winners. Stop I believe. The count. <laughs> yeah, he has three <laughs> event winners, and I have
1: just
0: one
1: or two. Listen, one. Listen, Sonata Tagala and uh, Tom Kim are uh, the, quite quite possibly the ultimate by low combo. Um yes. So I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah, no, it's a lot of golf left to be played. A lot of your top guys didn't play a whole lot in the fall, so. I got a little bit of a head start, but I don't really foresee this being a runaway for either of us. So I'm excited to see what the uh, the how this tightens up in the early spring.
0: Me too. Definitely, it's going to be something we talk about often on this show. Just to keep yes, it, it a little bit competitive throughout the year, but 2023 golf is in a great spot obviously what are you looking forward to just in, in a broad kind of overview of the the 2023 season
1: um I I don't really have like a broad thing I'm looking forward to um but I have a couple little notes that I want to hit on um so I'll try not to take every talking point um I'm excited for the Netflix doc whenever that drops yes. we haven't we yes. haven't been given an actual release date i'm going to talk about that later um we'll probably do like a reaction or something to that when it drops we haven't been told anything beyond early 2023 um i have to imagine it would drop before augusta um yeah so i would assume march so that it gets away from football season um but uh excited for that um i think the narrative i'm most excited for in 2023 is watching how so I have two. Uh, the one I'm most excited for objectively is watching how Scotty Scheffler answers the season he just had. Um, because I think I speak for both of us when I say that I thought Scotty Scheffler was very good going into 2022. I thought he was one of the top 20 players on the planet. And I thought he definitely deserved to win a PGA Tour event sooner rather than later. I didn't think he was win four times in two months, including the Masters good. Yeah. I didn't think he was contend to three different majors good. Like, Scotty elevated himself up a tier of golfer in a way that I haven't really seen someone do. Because, like, the only other people that I can think of that had a breakout season like that are, like, Rory, Spieth, and JT. Yeah. Um, who were all young enough that it just made sense of – no, that's not true. You know who a good comp for it is? Jason Day. That 2015 Jason Day season. Mm -hmm. of like we all knew jason day was a top 10 player on the planet nobody thought he was like an eight month number one guy um but that's really the only thing i can think of so i'm excited to see how scotty scheffler responds to a full season of being in such a different stratosphere of golf um and like i don't I don't know. I I mean this as politely as possible and as positively as possible. And as someone who thinks Scotty Scheffler's a good dude, um, how the golf world reacts to the fact that Scotty Scheffler might have just played the best season he's ever gonna play. And it was one of the best seasons we've ever seen in the BJ Tour, so it makes total sense. But like, can we all collectively just like cope and be quiet if he doesn't have a win by March? Yes. Like, please. Um because yeah, I'm just excited to see how – because he was relatively quiet in media too. Like We we didn't really react to him like we would a dominant number one player in the world. So I'm excited to see how both golf media and Scotty Scheffler react to following up the season he just had. Um, and then personally, um, on a similar note, uh, that exact – all of those things I just said about Scotty Scheffler for the PGA Tour season, copy and paste every word for Rory in the majors. Rory had the best season he's had in major championships since 2014. Um, you could make a legitimate case that he could have won all four of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely three of them. Um, and we, I know we talked about this before in our Rory McIlroy episode after the CJ Cup. Um, it's getting close to, like, you got to do it now time, dude. Yes, um, it is. And so he's he's only got four chances, and there are more than four people that really need a major this year, quote-unquote. Um but it really seemed like he found something in his preparation or his mindset and uh, the way he approaches those early week rounds to get him into contention early on. Um, and I'm excited to see if that trend changes. Because like before, before the uh, U.S. Open this year, um, I think Justin Wright tweeted he'd been in the top 10 after the first round of a major three times since the Open Championship or something, and he was first or second after Thursday in each of the last three majors this year. Which, like, do you expect him to be first or second after every Thursday in all four majors this year? That's a lot to ask, but he very clearly found something. And so seeing if that juice kind of stays with him for the upcoming year uh, is going to be one of my biggest things to look at.
0: Yeah, I have probably two things, too. One – I want to see what John Rahm does this year. Obviously, he was – before Scotty Sheffield, he was the number one player in the world, and it was it was widely agreed upon that he was the best player in the world. But obviously, had a down year by his standards last year. Yes. was still really, really good, but just was not up to his standard that we saw in 2021. So, just seeing what he does this season, I think he's going to win a couple of events. I want to see him contend in the majors, obviously. But the other thing I want to kind of talk about is I'm just so excited for all the young players this year. I mean, Cam Young, the Gala, uh, Tom Kim, Taylor Pendrith. I mean, there's just Davis Riley. There's so many that you could just, I mean, we could go for hours about just the, this kind of young crop of players, but just seeing what they do, how they kind of cement themselves on tour this year.
1: For sure. I think we are in a great, we're in a great spot with, like, it's also going to be kind of strange because, like, I think we've gotten so used to talking about, like, speak Thomas, uh, and that class of 2011, Xander, as, like, the young guns on tour. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of not. They're, Rory's getting, they're the, old. Rory is the oldest person in the top ten of the world rankings. Rory McElroy is the oldest person in the top ten. That's yeah. so bizarre. We're in such a new era. I mean, Tom Kim is 20. Um, but Tom Sahith, um, Davis Riley. Uh, and we're going to get new guys to PGA tour. U is going to get more of these guys out faster. I know it's currently a little bit from Texas tech. And we can talk about this at a later date, but he becomes a PGA tour member. If he's still number one the PGA tour, U rankings after the NCAAs, which you'd have like 12, 14 events left in the season at that point. But like, that's the system. that's going to get more of these guys out here, but like, Pearson Cootie I had, like, four yes. corn fairy starts last year and won one of them. He's probably going to be on the PGA Tour sooner rather than later. Um It's just – so there's so much young talent, and more of them just keep coming and coming and coming. Um I
0: mean, we haven't even mentioned guys like Zalatoris, Victor Bovlin. No, I mean
1: – Who defended the Hero World Challenge in December. Um, there's just
0: so, – Joaquin Neiman. I, uh, he's on live. We, I forgot,
1: but – we we can talk about this. I have I have um, I have a Victor take that I want to talk about this year. I don't know if we, I don't know if I'm going to do it now or do it after we do our predictions. Um, I'll do it now, sure. Um, Victor Hovland, it's time to win on U.S. soil, my dude. You are beyond talented. You are beyond too talented to have like two wins at the Mayakoba and two wins at the Hero. Yeah, like I I I am. That's another thing that I'm excited for in 2023. Is I want to see Victor Hoblin make the leap from like young gun with talent to like consistent contender. Cause like oh. we've had this conversation ever since they came out between Morikawa, um, Victor Hovland, and unfortunately Matthew Wolf, um, who probably won't be in many of these recaps moving forward. Um, but Morikawa and Hovland, at least, are going to forever be linked to each other because they came up at the same time. Um, and for years, we've had the conversation of, like, oh, Victor Hovland is a better statistical profile, and he's more consistent, and he's better in areas that project better long-term for his success. And that's been the overwhelming narrative about the two of them, is, like, is better in big moments and is, a, like, a more streaky putter... But Victor Hovland is better with his irons and better off the t- or better not better with his irons better off the tee and is a better total ball striker, um, even despite how ridiculously good Colin is with his irons. Um, that's such a stupid slip up. Colin Morikawa is the best iron player in the world, and I said Victor Hovland was a better iron player <laughs> than what one- I said he was a better iron player than one of like the five people on the planet that he's not a better iron player than. Um, <laughs> But, like, Victor is better at, like, total strokes gained ball striking in terms of, like, off the tee and iron play, which on paper would project better for long-term success. Colin has five wins and two majors, man. Like, yeah, and
0: like you said, Colin's better in the big moments, and that's what you get yeah. remembered for is the big moments. Nobody's yeah. going to remember Victor Hovland winning the Mayakoba twice in 20 years down the road.
1: No, no not- nobody's going nobody's gonna to remember that he gained a stroke and a half ball striking each of his first three seasons of the PGA Tour. <laughs> They're going to remember the- – Freaking trophies. Um so I want to see I want to see more from Victor Hovland and that's not a I'm doubting you moment it's more of just like a like you know when you like had a youth coach who would like challenge you a little bit like if I if I were if I had any influence on Victor Hovland's life which I do not that is the vibe that I'm trying to give with this conversation of like just, I know you can be better than this go be better than this. Um also you talked about John Rahm. uh mm-hmm. John Rom had a down year by John Rom standards. Maybe the worst season John Rom has had uh, since the PGA Tour. Would you like me to read John Rom's finishes last year to you? <laughs> yes. Okay. Second, tied 14th, tied 3rd, 10th, tied 21st, tied 17th, tied 55th, tied – right, I'm just going to – I'm not going to say ties because it's too much. Second, 14th, 3rd, 10th, 21st, 17th, 55th, 9th, 27th, win – 48th, 10th, 12th, 55th, 34th, 5th, 8th, 15th, 2nd, win, 4th, win, 8th. That's That's a down year for this dude. Three wins.
0: Three wins and he had what? He only had two finishes outside the top 50?
1: Only like Uh, three or four
0: outside the top 30?
1: He did have uh, one, two, three, four, five. He had five finishes outside the top 55. Unfortunately, four of those were either the majors or a play or or were either a major and the players. That is tough. His finishes in the five biggest tournaments in the PGA Tour calendar were 55th, 27th, 48th, 12th, 34th. Hmm. That's tough. For a guy who for my money is the best like statistically the most balanced player on mm-hmm. the planet. You would think that he would rise more when the courses are harder, and he has in the past. Um I don't think I don't think John Rahm's gonna have a bad year in the majors again.
0: I think he wins one this year.
1: I think he wins one this year. And I think I know which one he's going to win. But we'll get to that in a second. Unless you want to jump into it now.
0: I guess we can go ahead and jump into it. But right before we give our predictions, you kind of mentioned something earlier about guys needing a major. Who are the guys on, on the tour right now that you think quote unquote need a major in 2023?
1: Um obviously I don't think anybody needs one more than Rory. Um it's just been it's been it's going to be 9 years by August. Um and he's still young enough right now. And he's got enough momentum right now that I think he could rattle off another couple and put himself in an entirely different stratosphere in the history of the game. Um, If he has another year even close to what he did last year, which for what it's worth, outside of him chasing distance from Bryson, this is the guy he's been since early
0: 2019.
1: Mm -hmm. If If you are willing to chalk up his return from COVID and the initial half of 2021 to he got too close, close to the sun trying to chase Bryson distance-wise. Other than that, like 20 of the last 36 months, he's been like the best player on the planet by margin. Um, You got to capitalize on the momentum's there, man. And I really do think we're at such an inflection point with him right now. Of like he's playing so well. And he's got so much talent, he's still so young that if he wins one this year, I still think he can win three, four more, maybe even more if he has a long prime. Uh-huh. Um, but if you have another year like you had last year, win three or four times and come close in a bunch of majors, but don't win it, the more scar tissue adds up, man. It, it, it's only going to get harder until you finally pick one off. Um, like nobody needs one more than him. Um, I'm trying to come at this from the perspective of, like, if we get to the end of 2023, whose, perspe- whose pr- perspective would we change the most on if they didn't win a major? Um, if John Rahm only has one major by the end of 2023, I think we're going to start having a conversation about wanting to see more from him. Um, Xander needs a major bad. Yes. Xander needs a major real bad. And I think... I think Cantley falls under the same umbrella, but I think I'm kind of so tired of so- telling Cantley to play better and bigger <laughs> events that I kind of don't even want to acknowledge it. Um, I have a couple guys. That I don't –
0: at least two of them don't necessarily need to win one, at mm-hmm. least contended one.
1: Victor yes. Hovland
0: and Sam Burns.
1: Yeah. Got to show me Ho- something. Hovland, Hovland played so bad Sunday at the Open. Like, I don't even feel like giving him credit for contending because he was such a non-factor by the back nine. Yeah. Um
0: If you're gonna be in that Sorry conversation God. with those other guys, you gotta I mean Victor has to show you something. something I mean it's been nothing.
1: Something. Um you know who needs to contend in a major this year? Jordan Speeth. Yes. Last year's courses set up so perfectly for him, and he was just so, like the US Open wasn't incredibly penal on driving accuracy for once. Um, the Open Championship was at a course that really emphasizes short game wedges and uh, lag putting. Um, the PGA Championship wasn't somewhere that was super long and didn't have overly penal rough. Like, all of those courses set up for Spieth. Speeth is probably never going to have a better chance in terms of course fit at the PGA Championship to complete the career grand slam than he had at Southern Hills. Definitely. And Nothing. Jordan's I need I need in even the Masters like Jordan hasn't really at the course that we all like collectively understand that Jordan like owns. I haven't really felt like Jordan might win a Masters on the back nine Sunday since 2018. Yeah, I agree with that. Because 2021 he was probably the best ball striker for the week just couldn't make a putt and that he was just so far ahead. Mm-hmm. But like even the course that we like have the joke of like pick speed every year at the masters and you're going to profit. He hasn't like legitimately contended four years. Like I, he's had two majors since the 2018 masters. Um, that felt like he could have won. And they're both the open that, uh, the Francisco Molinari open at, um, Carnoustie in 2018. I think he was co-leader going into the final round. Um, And then 2021 at the Open when he was just chasing down Morikawa all day and like almost did it, but then Mm Morikawa would make a 20-footer every time he got too close. Yeah, So I just, I, the world is better when Spieth's contending in big tournaments. I think he needs to at least contend in one. Yeah. Um, Another guy I'd
0: be shocked if he didn't win a major. I don't think he needs one, but if he didn't win a major, I would I would be somewhat shocked. Zalatoris, I mean, he's been so good. I mean, he's a yep. he's a major player. He has played in ten. He has six top tens. I mean,
1: I almost would rather, for his sake, if Zalatoris isn't going to win a major, I'd rather him finish fortieth four times yes. than have him come like second, third, fourth again. Yeah, like. You get close to, like, the same inflection point I was talking about with Rory. Eventually, the scar tissue just makes you scared. And
0: yeah.
1: I am really worried we're getting close to that point with Zalatoris.
0: Oh, I think we are. I think winning in – uh, where was it? Memphis last year was huge
1: for Zalatoris. Agreed. You – especially in the playoff.
0: The um, way he won it. The, the way buzz. he
1: won. Um, hitting, hitting the shot from the drop area. And making that putt, you're just so good, so good. Uh, that was such a good tournament, man. Seb needs a major. Um, uh, was a joke. Um, ah, uh, needs a major is a tough, uh, a tough way to phrase it. I'm trying to think of anybody who like needs one, um. Tony now probably needs to buck his head, especially considering the way he's played since August. You win three – I don't care what the size of the tournament is. You win three times for a guy whose mark is supposed to be consistency. Um, now you've learned how to win. It's time, time to do it, dude. Time to do it in a big tournament in a big way. Announce yourself on a big stage. Um, yeah, I mean- Outside of that, I can't really think of many other people whose like legacy would change if they like didn't sniff a major this year.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in that same boat.
1: I think we touched on everybody. Um, now, I don't really want to talk about this anymore on this on this podcast. So uh, I'm going to say it and then drop it. Um, not for his own sake, but for the sake of the tour that he now plays for, I think Cam Smith probably needs to contend in one. Because mm-hmm. um, I think he's the only shot Live really has at being relevant in a tournament that's not a Live Golf tournament. Um, so I'm sure Greg Norman probably thinks that Cam Smith needs like a top three in a major this year. Um, but, dude, I think yeah, that's
0: I, going off that. Just I, obviously, I don't want to talk about Live no. really much at all. But I think Dustin Johnson's still going to contend at some majors.
1: He's so talented. I've given up counting out DJ. I think he could roll out of bed and shoot 63. So yeah. but uh, I don't know, man. DJ, like we're talking about like how like Rory's the oldest guy in the top 10. DJ is like sneakily getting old, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't, I don't think it's really affecting him yet. But uh DJ DJ's getting sneaky old. Um and I don't really know. How to feel about that? If there is a take on that, um, or anything of that variety, um, but he's not, he's not getting younger. Yeah, definitely. But but I, I I wouldn't be shocked if he contends him on this year. He is thirty eight. He is thirty eight. Yeah, I
0: All still right. think I still think he can compete though. But I, we can go ahead and yeah. preview the majors, give our winners for yes, each one. Can. If you want to jump into that. Yes, we can. Um, well, I guess we'll start with uh,
1: the crown jewel. What do you the want? To start, do you want to start with the masters? Or do you want to start with the? I was gonna. I was gonna go and. Go oh, players is earlier. Oh man, I knew that. I'm dumb. I'm living in uh, living in Jacksonville. I'm just so used to being in May still. Um, yeah, let's start with the players. It's probably a better jumping off point anyway than jumping right into the big one. Um, This one's probably the hardest to predict, candidly, because Sawgrass is just such a balanced course that it really is just who has a good week and is playing well. Mm. Um, So so this is tough. Um, I know, like, even looking at the last, like, two champions, Cam Smith and Rory. I don't know if you could find, like, a more – or, not like last three champions, I guess, is Cam Smith. um, 2021. Oh, who won in 2021? I know this. Don't tell me.
0: You're going to get it. You're going to hate yourself if you don't get
1: it. Oh, I am. I already do. This is – because this is already – oh, JT. <laughs> oh. Um, you know I worked that Sunday, so I was, like, watching it on my phone. Uh, but because that was the that was the second straight week, Bryson and Lee Westwood played in the final group. Mm-hmm. Um, See, so yeah, I dropped out some trivia to make me feel good about myself. <laughs> um, but uh, but like Cam Smith, JT, and Rory are just so different player styles. Rory is like this like bludgeoning beat a cor- beat a course to death with your length. Um, Cam Smith is just the the wily like coyote uh, to copy. What No Lang Up says about him, and then uh, JT is just such a. Finesse iron player, um. I genuinely don't know where to go here.
0: I mean, this. You, I'm I'm this trying to the, go back and look at who I picked. Last year.
1: This is the tough one. Um. I'm picking between two people in my head. Okay. Um. Xander and JT. I uh, like Xander has – he has not one here, has he? He has a second. No. He does have a second. He finished runner-up uh, tw- in 2018? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, Xander has a runner-up uh, here. And, again, if you're talking about a course that doesn't reward a style of play and uh, emphasizes all four areas of the game, Xander Shoffley is the most balanced player on the planet. Um, and then JT, we could talk hypotheticals all day. I really wonder what would have happened last year at the start of if JT had been in the other weather draw because he played his absolute tail off to be in like 21st after two days, and that it was, was just like so. so out- it was he was so out of gas by the weekend that he just couldn't do anything. Uh, but he was so good on Friday in such awful conditions. Um, and I just think again, like. What JT does at Sawgrass, like, if he isn't spraying the ball off the tee, the creativity he has with his irons and his wedges and his short game is just so incredible that I think that's really – I think there's a lot more similarities between JT and Cam Smith than we think. Yeah, I think because Cam Smith is such a good putter and because JT is – like long and has such a quick swing i think it's easy to lump them in with like jt bomber cam smith like short game wizard both of their strengths are like between 250 yards for the green Mm -hmm. like that is where they are the absolute best in the world um and i think that's really a style of play that gets rewarded at sawgrass which is forever gonna baffle me how rory won here because he's not good with his irons but um Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think I think I think I think JT is gonna win his second players in three years. I I think he is one of the more balanced players on the planet. I think he loves Sawgrass. I really think that the first two rounds last year are more indicative of the way he typically plays at a course like this. And you're throwing a dart at a board, so I might as well just take who, for my money, is the second most talented golfer on the planet, just like naturally right now. Um, if I'm gonna pick someone who If I'm going to pick a tournament without a real course fit, I might as well just pick someone who's super talented and hope he gets hot that week. So I'll take JT.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of doing the same thing, I guess. I'm going to double down on the guy I picked last year, Patrick Canley. He hasn't played well here outside of uh, two top 25 finishes, uh, 2017, 2018. He's missed the cut three straight years. But like you said, just kind of hoping a guy gets hot. Super talented guy, former FedEx Cup champion. I need to see him compete at a major of the players, and he's going to start it with a win in Jacksonville. Interesting. And then I like that, the take. The Masters, Are... I think we can say two words and we're done.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, heart. Well, I have a heart pick and a head pick. Um, well, I, have, I have a heart pick and two head picks. Um, But I think, yeah, we're both both are picked. It's on, on the count of three. One, two, three. Rory. Rory McElroy. Yeah. Um, It's so much of a heart
0: pick for me that I've convinced myself yeah. that it's a head pick.
1: I have talked myself in the last five minutes. I've talked myself into the fact that this feels so big, and because it's the first major of the year, and because he played so well last year, it just like it almost feels so obvious that I'm talking to myself into the fact that it couldn't happen, which is a defense mechanism for Rory fans. Um, I've kind of talked myself into John Rom sitting here in the last five minutes. Um, those are the two betting favorites, actually. Well, yeah, it makes sense. Look at the best player on the planet, and the guy who's been the best player by metrics over the last three years Mm. um but rom has played really really well at augusta um and even the years he doesn't play well there it's typically more of a bad putting week or a couple bad breaks rather than a genuine bad play um and we as we talked about just a second ago he was really rounding in the form at the end of the year um you know what? I think I I'm going to pick Rory because it's fun and I want him to win and I think he has a really good chance. Um but I just want to get ahead of the fact that if you made me pick someone who isn't Rory, which I typically have to do at Augusta to get like out of my own <laughs> bias, it would be it would be John Rahm and I want that on the record because I can kind of envision him in the green jacket. Yeah.
0: I I'm picking Rory too, but like you said, if you had to pick somebody other than Rory, I'm actually gonna go Zalatoris, Go Zalatoris. I like I that. Mean, he's, he's played two years and he has a runner-up and a tie for six. So he's a guy that's gonna com- compete at majors. Uh, I don't think he needs one, but it would shock me if he left 2023 with zero majors. And like I mean, we we mentioned it earlier too, but that win at at Memphis just. Feels like it does something for Zalators. We haven't seen him yet this season, but I feel like we're going to get a different Will Zalators than we got in the previous two seasons.
1: I I really hope that win unlocks something in him because he is so good. Yeah, I, right. I mean, I now, I, th- I think it will. I agree with you, but I'm I I'm. I'm Worried on biased. All right, PGA Championship at Oak Hill. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't really quite know much about what would be a good course fit for Oak Hill. Yeah. Um, I believe this is where the PGA Championship was played in 2013 when Duffner won.
0: Jason Duffner.
1: It was at Oak Hill. And the top three was Jason Duffner, Jim Furick, and Henrik Stenson, <laughs> which tells me which tells me nothing about how this course plays. Um so I yeah, I, I just don't know what yeah, I don't I don't really know what this course sets up for or who it sets up for. Um, it's a pretty long course. It seems to be by yardage, but Jim Furyk finishing second and Jonas Blixt finishing fourth seems to kind of counter that. Those guys are not incredibly long. Um. And it's Jonas Blixt that's Blix such a sneaky run at like twenty thirteen PG Championship, twenty fourteen Masters. <laughs> just so so so. Close. Look, looking back yeah. at leaderboards
0: from like that time period is just.
1: So it's kind of surreal. You just remember dudes. Yes. You remember David Toms?
0: Yeah. Exactly. How could you not remember David Toms? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what to... I don't
1: know. Um, yeah, so Oak Hill is uh going to be a bit of a shot in the dark uh, in terms of, like, genuine course fit. Um, and there, it doesn't, it's not even available, um, on data golf for, uh, a little statistical profile. So, uh, but again, that's kind of the fun of major championships. You come back to these courses, uh, 10 years later. Um,
0: I think I got my pick cause we're going to talk about them for another prediction later in the show, but I'm okay. going with Cam Young. He's going to get one this year. I
1: love, I love that pick.
0: Very confident in the fact that he's going to win a major this year. It's going to happen. Cam Young is winning the 2023 PGA
1: Championship. I love that pick.
0: Um. Hmm.
1: <laughs> I just had, I'm scrolling through the data golf rankings and i looked at tom kim and my every urge in my body was like pick him pick tom kim wait he's gonna be a major winner by 20 Um, that would be unreal god it'd be so sick i i don't think i can fully get behind that prediction but i just i want i want it on the record that i looked at tom kim and every single urge in my body wanted me to pick tom kim to win a major um Dude. Um, you know, hold on. Let me make sure. Uh oh, no, no, not you. I clicked the wrong person. Let me make sure this person isn't like playing awful right now. <sighs> He's not playing nearly as well as he was early last year. Um, which is a high bar. Uh but a lot of his ball striking has been similarly as good, um. So I'll try and go a little down the board a little bit. Uh no, I won't. Yeah, I will. Uh Shane Lowry. I like it. I like it. I. It's you're rarely gonna get four top ten players in the world to win a major in the same year. Um, and Shane Lowry was playing like a top ten player in the world for a very long time. He's got a, he's better with his ball striking than he typically gets credit for. He's got great imagination around the greens. Had a really good year last year. Not playing as well the last four or five months, but he did stare down Rory at the BNW PGA in September. Um, He's only lost strokes uh, off the tee three times uh, since last January. Um, He's only lost strokes approach three times since last January. He's only lost strokes around the green four times since last January. and He's played, like, t- the last 25 events. So, like, he's been incredibly consistent in the most important areas of the game. Um, and I don't want to pick four top ten players in the world as much as it feels like it's – I feel like we get to the same point every year. Yeah. Of, like, we just pick the same six people to win the majors in some order. Mm-hmm. And it's never that. So it probably won't be Shane Lowry. But I think Shane Lowry has the ch- chance to win one. I, so why not? I am just looking at
0: things a lot. And I am very close to talking myself into Dustin Johnson winning the PGA Championship. <laughs> he, he won the Open – the U.S. Open at Oakmont in 20 – what was that, 2016? Distance wise, they're similar courses. I don't know how they match up, kind of style wise, but he's still such a talented golfer. He, he is. It wouldn't he shock could, me in the slightest. He could easily get one before he retires, but I don't know if I'm going to stick with sitting, Cam Young just because
1: that's my guy this year. I'm sitting here right now, I'm talking myself into Scotty Scheffler because I'm staring at him, but I'm going to stick with my Shane Lowry pick. I, I'm trying not to be. I'm trying not to like pee on every bush, you know. I don't. I don't want to like name six people. So at the end of the year, I'm like, well, I talked about them because that's not (laughs) really fair. Um. So I'll I'll stick with Shane Lowry, but DJ DJ would be fun. I mean, not fun because I don't want. I don't like. I don't. I really prefer a lot of those guys. Kind of went away, but yeah, definitely in that sense. Next up, the U.S. Open, L.A.C.C. This is the course I'm most excited to see next year. Yeah. LA like Country Club. Um, super sick. Uh, I've seen pictures, I've seen the design. Um, it's just a very unique looking golf course. Um, from everything I've seen about it, uh, it's not short by any means. It's go- like it's going to be a challenge, but like it's got a really cool, like, almost like faux links bunkering a little bit with like the really grassy like edges leading into it um it kind of has like a little like a like a little like a teeny bit of like if this is just like me talking rather than me having a prediction it kind of looks like if Like, Chambers Bay and um, Olympia had, like, a baby. And it was, like, really, really well-maintained. Yes. Um, I
0: like that comparison.
1: So, yeah, I... It... This is I've I've had this one penciled in for a while. If you want me to go first. You can go ahead because I'm still I'm still looking. The US Open champion this year will be Rory McElroy. Wow. I think I think he picks off two, which I said he would last year. I said he'd win both the U.S. Open and the Open. He won neither of them. He ripped my heart out at uh <laughs> St. Andrews. He should have won the open. Oh, dude, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm, it's still too soon. Like I don't think I'm, I, 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 my dad turned on a replay of it over winter break, like when I was home for the holidays, and it was like the fourth green, and I like walked in the living room and just like walked out. It's was like, like no, <laughs> I'm not doing this, I'm not willingly rewatching this. Um, but no, this is, uh, like very sneakily, and I think more people caught on to this last year because he nearly won it. Um, very sneakily, this has been Rory's best major over the last like 6 7 years um he was in it until his ball his approach shot plugged on the on the 12th uh green at Pebble uh he had a uh you know big par putt on the 10th hole on Sunday at Pebble to stay within one uh and had a 20 foot birdie putt at 11 to tie the lead he three-putted but still um so he had a realistic chance to win at Pebble uh, he was second after one round uh, last year um, and fin- ended up finishing tied for fifth. Um, uh, over the last four years, I think he hasn't finished outside the top ten at a U.S. Open. Um, I'm trying to remember. Hold on. Let me pull this up in front of me to make sure I'm not doing this wrong. Because I don't want to just stumble through these stats when I could just like have them in front of me and read them. Um yeah, so Rory's last four US opens. So he missed the cut in 2016, 2017, 2018. He finished ninth, eighth, seventh, fifth. Mm-hmm. The last four U.S. opens. Um, was second after one round this past year. Uh had a realistic chance to win at Pebble on Sunday. Uh 2020 US Open was winged foot. He had one awful round. He was, I think he was. Third or fourth after Thursday, ejected on Friday in really tough conditions and then played it really well the rest of the week. Um, 2019 uh, U.S. Open – or no, Tory was last year. I keep saying Pebble. Torrey, uh he was in it until the 12th hole when his ball, uh, shot plugged. Pebble, he was also in the top five after 36 holes, struggled on Saturday to kind of play his way out of it and then like played a decent round on Sunday. Um, but he was just too far back. Um, So this has really been the only major since his, like since 2019 where he's had a realistic chance to win every single year Mm. at some point in the week. Um, Because I think the U.S. Open suits him a little bit because I think Rory's mistake has been in the majors in, in the past is he gets a little too tentative and kind of goes into autopilot mode for, like, 12 holes and just makes, like, 12 straight pars, and then everyone else just passes him. But at a U.S. Open, which A, rewards length, and B, rewards patience, um, has helped him in the past because he's been overly patient at majors. Um, So he can get away with a round with 18 pars or, like, a random 73. Um, So I think this is a major that the setup really fits him. It rewards the kind of golf that he's really good at, which is just long, beating it down the fairway, narrow fairway, so not a lot of people are hitting him anyway, and he has the strength to just golf the ball out of the rough. Um, and LACC is not a traditional U.S. Open menu, a venue by any means, um, but it's still very long. I think it's um, right. In...
0: Is, I thought I saw... I right. thought I saw like
1: 76.
0: Yes, yeah, gonna be, it's gonna be something like that.
1: Um let me see. If Which I, I be can find it.
0: one of the longest forces on tour. Yes. Uh
1: Wait, yeah, what? the uh the members tease that they are not going to play, I assume um, are 7,200, like just over 7,200 yards. Mm -hmm. So like, even if they play it the way that like normal mortals play it, it's going to be one of the longer courses in the U S open rotation. Um, but I think I saw a report of how long. Okay. So it's just listed at 7,200 for now. Um, So, I, I we're going to have to go with that assumption. But 7,200 yards, still long. Still a long course, yeah. Premier major championship golf course. It's not egregiously so, but length is still going to be an advantage. Um, it does have a little bit of a Southern Hills 5 it while i looking at it. But it's probably just – I'm probably turning this into a Rorschach test. I can see whatever I want. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I I just think this is the major he's played the best at. It rewards a style of play that he likes. It's a long golf course that we haven't really seen before, which is going to reward guys who are just good at golf. Um, And I think that's going to come down to him.
0: Look, I – you said – you said something about – we're usually going to pick the same six, seven guys, just in a different order. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of feeling when – Way down the board. Not way down the board, but pretty far down the board. Be a first-time major winner. Okay. Give me Davis Riley. Wow. I just feel like there's going to be one this year that's just like, we just don't see it coming. And I feel like this is the one that, Somebody we don't expect
1: is going to win. Do you think he wins a tournament before this, or do you think the U.S. Open is just win number one? Mm. No, give it to me as win number one. Okay, I like. I respect that. I respect that a lot.
0: He's plus five thousand right now. Give it to me as win number one. Davis Riley's shocking the golf world
1: this season. Okay. Okay. I dig it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's, he's pretty good. He's pretty good off the tee. And he's still young. He's 26. He had a streak last year where he found a pretty good groove, played pretty good at the PGA, went 68 68 start. I'll just
1: give me Davis Riley. Yeah, I dig it. Um also I'm just seeing as you are recording this, I have just seen uh just a little side note, uh Tom Kim has signed an apparel deal with Nike. I like he it. Posted about it on an Inst- I posted about it on Instagram this morning. I like it as well. Um that, that leaves us one major with the open championship.
0: Where I'm very tempted to go for McElroy again.
1: I mean, I don't think I can pick them three times in a year. Um so I'm I'm gonna have to lay off. Uh just because I know if I pick them a third time, I would just jinx the hell out of them. So I've already I've already really pushed my luck. I don't know. Do
0: you want me to go first? Yeah, I'll let you go ahead and go first cuz I'm I'm trying to pick somebody other than Rory McIlroy.
1: Matthew Fitzpatrick. I like it a lot. I think he's going to be a kind of guy I think with his newfound length and his consistency in all four areas of the game. I don't I don't mean this in like a disparaging way, um but he's just like the poster boy for it. Um I think we see like that Padraig Harrington-style career a lot where, like, guys who have the talent to win multiple majors just do it in, like, a three-year window because that's when they're playing their best and it just happens to come. And I could very... I could, If Matthew Fitzpatrick is going to be a multiple-major winner, I think it's going to come in the next year or two. Yeah. Um, Because I just think that's the, that's the tier of player he's on historically is the kind of guy who will win one and deserve to win one but absolutely has the chal- talent to win another one. And I think if it's going to come, it's going to come immediately. Um, so I think Matthew Fitzpatrick wins the open. Look, I tried. Also, to talk... newfound also newfound length, sixteenth and 18th poles of this golf course are par fives. <laughs> I remember Rory went eagle par eagle on Saturday to kind of ice the tournament in twenty fourteen. But Matthew Fitzpatrick,
0: I tried to talk myself out of Rory but he's won here before.
1: Yep. Yeah. Of course, a yourself year. out of Rory. Both yeah.
0: projecting him a big year. It just feels like, especially after the heartbreak of last year's open, 150th of St. Andrews, it felt like it just had to be Rory. I, I just yeah. think it would not surprise me oh, if he got man. another open. Oh,
1: not that. <laughs> That's one of those tournaments that like, no matter how many majors he wins, I'm gonna stare at it for like the rest of my life, just like emptily. Oh
0: yeah, he um, should have won that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And there's so many ways and reasons. I, I, um, I think the no laying up podcast... I listened to their twenty twenty three preview the other day, and the no laying up podcast guy has made a really good point. I think it was DJ Pajowski. Like he's like, I watched a replay of it, and like Rory not birdieing fourteen on Sunday the par five like cam smith launched it way over the green had like an easy little trumbling chip shot nearly made or long putt nearly made eagle made birdie rory like came up short had like an impossible up and down made par um it's like that was really when it started to feel like it was out of reach um yeah but he's getting he's been getting closer and closer uh and i think when the dam breaks it's gonna burst so i, I like both of us are picking rory to win multiple majors i like it <laughs> um, not incredibly bold, but yeah. If you're like going into an open championship at a course that he's won before, with the mindset that you have to t- talk yourself out of him, you can.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially with how he's playing right now, we're Agreed. both ex- we're both 100%. expecting him to put put on a green jacket in April. I mean, yep, it's, it's gotta be Rory. It's gotta be.
1: It's always it's always been Rory. But
0: that's all the majors. Right. There's, uh, I guess we can go ahead and move on Aha. to FedEx Cup champion. You heard
1: it here first, folks. DJ Cadden counted the players as a major. It is a. It should be a major. Hell yeah! Join the, join join the resistance. It should be.
0: Talked about all five majors, but FedEx Cup champion, I you already know who I'm picking for this. So I'll go ahead and let you start it out. Who's your 2023 FedEx Cup champion? Or do you want me to go ahead and start Um, while you think of one? You can go ahead and start. Cam Young. Yeah, I like to pick. Yep. I projected him to win a major. I think he's going to have a huge, huge season. I don't remember what he finished. I'm actually going to go look at the standings last year. But I just think he's going to have a huge, huge year. Uh, I'm, I'm, Fairly confident that if he doesn't win, he's at least going to be top 10. I think he's going to win two, three events this year. He's going to be contending at a lot. Just give me Cam Young. It's going to be a massive, massive burst onto
1: the scene. So here's the problem with trying to pick a FedEx cup champion, in my eyes. Um I think Cam Young is a great pick to be like leading going into East Lake. Um, same as the person who first came to mind for me, which is John Rahm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen how much of an advantage that negative that minus ten start is. Um, just because I think two of the three people who've had it, or uh, two of the four people who've had it, have won in this new system. Um With both Pat Cantley and DJ in 2021 and 2020, respectively. Um, here's the problem. The two times that the person who didn't have the start that like 10 under start won, it was Rory. Rory's yeah. won by, by stroke by strokes, taking away starting strokes, even including them. Rory's won three of the last seven tournaments at Eastlake. So, like, absurd. just by math, if you're picking who's going to win at Eastlake seven months in advance, it's stupid to pick anybody but Rory because he's won almost 50% of the tournaments here. Yeah. Like, since two presidential elections ago. Like, that's nuts. So, like, I don't want to pick him because I don't want to pick up too many things. I don't want to pick him for too many things, and I want to... I know that it's rare that the chalk guy ever wins this often in, like, the non-Tiger era. But, like, he's won 2016, 2018, and 2022 at this tournament. Or 2016, 2019, or uh, 20 and 2022. Like... I don't know how you pick anybody else, yeah. Uh, but I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick John Rahm to win the FedEx Cup. Um, I think he is. Uh, I think he's going to have the most consistent season. Uh, him, him, and or Rory. I think they have the highest floors on the planet. I think Rahm is going to pick off. He's still like half of my pick for the Masters, as you heard. Um, so if he picks off uh half a major, uh roughly. Um, but he picks off a major. I think he'll win two or three other big tournaments. I think he's gonna be a factor in a lot of big tournaments. Um, and a lot of those high finishes are going to track up more and more points. Um yeah, I'm gonna pick John Robb because it's kind of it's kind of crazy to me that he hasn't won one yet. But
0: can we go ahead and pencil in Shawley
1: for a top yeah. six finish? Yeah, Shaffle will somehow finish second, but not win. <laughs> at East Lake. He plays like, so the, good at East Lake. The top the top three at East Lake will be whoever starts at ten under Rory and Xander. Yeah. It's ever every year. Every year. He just
0: Yeah, I feel good about my picks. Cam Young. I had Sam Burns last year, physically second when he a major. Cam Young is my Sam Burns this year.
1: I like it. I like it. I, I I'd be shocked if um You wanna talk like some breakout guys? Because there are two I, I think we talked about them a little bit, but uh Sahith and Cam Young are the two guys that like haven't won a PGA tour event yet. And I'd be shocked if they don't combine for three or more between the two of them. Yeah. Like I, one that, at least one of them is gonna me a lot. Yeah, at least one of them is gonna win twice, I think. Um and they're both gonna win. Um obviously I so had Davis Riley
0: as a breakout guy I picked him up freaking in, yeah. major.
1: Yeah, you did. You did in fact do that. Um that has that has such potential to be such a fun conversation at like the end of the year. Because either either you're going to be like the old, I like if Davis Riley even top fives at a major, I would give you a ton of credit for like oh if he wins, but like if he wins if he wins if he wins, I'm you're never gonna stop talking about it. I'm him, gonna just be unbearable. Himself. However, if Davis Riley like is outside the top fifty in the FedEx <laughs> Cup, I'm gonna be unbearable about the fact that you picked Davis Riley to win a major. And that um, would help me though, because Davis Riley's on your uh, fantasy team. That's true. You life hedged yourself. That's actually really intelligent. Um uh props to you though, DJ. That's well played, that's an excellent game of chess. <laughs> um yeah, I think I think those are the main guys for like a quote unquote breakout. Uh, I can't even pick Tom Kim because he's already won multiple times. He's a freak of nature. Um, I I
0: I, I have him on my fantasy team. He's a rookie. Brandon Matthews, I think he's going to be really good on tour. Might not happen this year, but I think at some point he's going to be really good.
1: I think Taylor Montgomery is going to be a top twenty player in the world by the end of the year. Top twenty five. I'll oh, hedge okay. that a little bit. I think Taylor Montgomery is going to be a top 25 player in the world by the end of the year. That is my like non major non like FedEx Cup bold take is I think I think he's going to be a top 25 player in the world by the end of the year. Yeah. And then
0: kind of uh, not really a breakout, but he is coming back. Daniel Berger, battle injury all of last year, almost snuck in the the FedEx Cup playoffs, but I think he's going to be another, he's, he's talented, really good. I mean, I think he's going to be
1: competing at a lot of big events. Yeah. Um, I agree. Ganderberger is good and it's, it's, it's crazy that we've forgotten about him so quickly, but he, he was a top 20 player in the world for much of his prime when he was healthy. Um, and it's not hard to imagine him getting back to that. Yeah. Um, Doubling back to Sailor Montgomery real fast. Uh he had uh six top four finishes in his last nine Corn Ferry starts at the end of the year. And then in the fall, he went third, t- tied for ninth, tied for fifteenth, tied for thirteenth, tied for tenth. Yeah, uh I mean- through his first five PGA tour starts. Yeah, this guy's gonna be a top twenty five player in the world. Like by by the end of this like season. Maybe by the end of the calendar year, but by the end of the season for sure.
0: Wouldn't surprise me at all. Would not surprise me at all. And then another guy that's on one of our fantasy teams—he's on yours, Davis Thompson. Super talented.
1: Oh, dude's nuts. His swing is so pure. I saw him in person when he played when he played at Georgia. He came to an, an event in Gainesville uh, to play against Florida, and just sheesh, just sheesh. He's like the only way to describe watching him hit clubs
0: i trying to think if there's anybody else. Not really that I can think of. Any other breakouts you would like to talk about?
1: Um. Hmm. Let's. Hold on one second. Let me try something real fast. Um, I'm, I'm
0: going to talk about another one of my guys, Nick Hardy. Kind of became one I of the guys it. I adopted last year towards the end of the year. Played well in some events. I think he played well at the Open. Was it the Open? U.S. Open? Yeah, tied 15. Yeah, tied 15. US, U.S. Open. Kind of found a groove a little bit during kind of the end of the season. Almost snuck in the playoffs. I I think he's a guy that's going to, wouldn't surprise me if he was on the fringe of making Eastlake as like 30.
1: Yeah, I like it. Um, I'm trying to look through here. Let me see. Uh, I think Taylor Pendrith's gonna keep getting better. Um I like him to I, I think Taylor Pendrith's gonna win a tournament on the tour somewhere. Um man, I really want Matt McNeely to win a tournament this year. Yes. Um Uh if you want me to go a little deeper, I think Will Gordon's gonna have a really good year. Um, he's been trending upward for a long time. A guy who was really, really good in college. Um won the Corn Ferry Tour last year in Boise. Um had a couple top five finishes over the over the summer. Um finished third in Mayakoba. Um I think Will Gordon's gonna keep getting better. His projections by data golf have just been soaring since June. Uh, in May, On May May 2nd, he was 408th in Data Golf's World Rankings, and now he's 84th. Jeez. So I think Will Gordon's going to keep catapulting upwards. I don't know if he'll quite get as far as I think Taylor Montgomery's going to get. Um, And I don't know if I'd quite pick Will Gordon to win a PGA Tour event, but I think he's going to comfortably keep his card.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One more, just because it's – I mean – I have to. I feel like we mentioned him almost every podcast. Ricky Fowler. I don't think he's gonna, I don't know if he'll win an event this year. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna get back to what he was kind of a couple years ago kind of contending in some more events. but it, coaching change, caddy change. Don't know if he wins, but would not surprise me if he was contending. Couple events, maybe through his hat, maybe through his name in the top 15 at a major somewhere would not surprise me at all because it's Ricky Fowler just pops up at random spots. But other than that, I'm not 100% sure, 100% sure if there's any other breakout guys I kind of want to mention. Um, Kind of already talked about the gala, Cam Young, Pendrith, Davis Riley, Tom Kim. Davis Thompson, Brandon Matthews, all the guys on our fantasy teams, really. Every single guy just mentions on one of our fantasy teams. But
1: other than that. It's almost like, it's almost like we're good at this, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah. Does seem that way. But other than that, I think that's all we have to talk about unless there's any other just last-minute things you want to throw out there.
1: That's all I can think of. I've held you captive on the Zoom call for quite a while. Um, it, this has so... been a long episode. This has been a long one. I mean, the season previews are always long. This is the stuff I like talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I've held you captive on here long enough, dude. Nah, it was
0: fun. It's fun. we we'll, we're definitely gonna be more try to be more consistent on our uploads this season. Started out the new year with this. I think we're gonna be much better in twenty twenty
1: three. I agree. I think we'll definitely settle into a rhythm this year. It's our New Year's resolution as a podcast. It is.
0: Other than that, I think we're done. Uh thank you for for sitting on here for so long. Uh thank y'all for listening. Can't wait to see what 2023 has in store.
1: Thank you. I have a great rest of y'all day and thank you for listening.